you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder of Baseball Central, along with Vince Samperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends. Hey, Vince, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, Tuesday right now, Wednesday when you guys listen to this, so we're already halfway through the week. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Laker game is going on right now. Vince will be distracted for the first, uh, what's there, 30 seconds left in the game? A minute 30, but yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Not a close game anymore, so hopefully. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, when you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, today is the deadline for the Dodgers to set their 40-man roster in advance of the Rule 5 draft that happens in a couple weeks. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a few guys who we think the Dodgers might or might not uh, protect on the 40-man roster. And then we're going to talk, have a little conversation about, uh, you know, sports and rooting for uh, professional athletes, rooting for other teams outside of the city they play in and stuff like that. So that's the plan for today. But first, please remember to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. All right, Vince. So, as as it stands right now, the Dodgers' forty-man roster has thirty-seven guys on it, um, which means they have three openings uh, in advance of the four, of the Rule Five Draft. Uh, quick primer on the the Rule Five Draft: If you're eighteen or younger when you were signed and you've been in the organization for five years or if you're 19 or older and been in the organization for four years, you are eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Uh, any team can draft any unprotected guy from any other team, with the one caveat that that person has to stay on their big league roster the whole next year, or they have to send them back to the original team. So that's the Rule 5 draft in a nutshell. Um, the Dodgers have, I mean, technically they've got close to you know, 15 or 20 guys who are technically eligible, but really only a handful that, that are even worth talking about because, I mean, nobody is going to draft, uh, for example, Jair Camargo, um, a guy who I've never heard of before, but apparently he's uh, eligible. He spent 2019 in low A Great Lakes. So probably no major league team is going to say, yeah, I'm going to put Jair Camargo on my major league roster all year. So uh, he's the guy we won't talk about. But uh, Vince, as you're looking at this list of guys, who jumps out at you? Well, in terms of name recognition and you know guys that would likely make the Dodgers in the next few years, you got Starling Heredia, DJ Peters, Errol Robinson, Jordan Sheffield, Mitchell White, uh, a couple guys that were on it last year. But again, Christian Santana, Shea Spitzbarth, uh, and then Jake Peter, who was a big name a couple of spring trainings ago, but kind of fell off after that. Uh, but of those guys, 
you know, a lot, like starting Heredia, he's a bigger name and you know, Dodgers fans might know him, but he's really young. He's really raw. No team is probably going to throw him on their 25-man roster, so they probably don't have to worry about him. Uh, DJ Peters is for sure one they're going to have to worry about or protect because, you know, he's close enough to the majors. He can come in and contribute. He's played all the outfield spots. He has power. Um, you know, we've talked about him before, kind of being a fourth outfielder type guy, but you know, some teams, they need that, or he might even be a starter on the other teams. Uh, the other two that kind of stand out are Sheffield and White, just because they're pitchers um, that the Dodgers could potentially use in the next year and who other teams could potentially use in the next year. Um, and then, you know, Spitzbarth and Santana are probably the next two. Uh, although Santana's a little bit too raw, I don't think they'll have to protect them. Spitzbarth. As uh, a reliever, I believe, and uh, he's done relatively well, so that might be a guy they need to protect. But uh, realistically, the first three I named are who they probably need to protect. The rest, I wouldn't mind if they – the rest probably won't get picked up, or if they do, uh, they're not really of too much relevance or affecting the Dodgers in the future. So you're saying the three spots are most likely going to DJ Peters, Jordan Sheffield, and Mitchell White? Yeah. Yeah. You know, other guys who jump out, you know, Zach McKinstry is interesting. Um, he's not a big prospect. Uh, you know, he's almost 25 years old. Uh, but I mean, he was born before I even graduated high school. That's how old he is. Um, but I mean, last year he, between double A AA and triple A, he hit 19 home runs, uh, had an 882 OPS. Um, I mean, pretty, pretty darn solid last year. Uh, the year before that, he was solid in low A and high A and a little bit of double A. And so he, he's a guy who uh, he plays multiple positions, which the Dodgers like. Um, but, you know, uh, it's hard to see. Basically, I don't think the Dodgers will protect him, um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get, get taken because he, I think he brings some value uh, you know, he's not a young guy. He's a guy who, uh, age and maturity-wise, you could probably stick him on a roster and, and hide him for a year, you know, just for the, the sake of getting him through. Um, but one other option, you know, and then you mentioned Santana and Spitzbarth, um, both of those. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Christian Santana would get drafted. Shea Spitzbarth might. Um, he's the kind of guy, seems like, uh, relief pitcher types are often the ones taken in the Rule 5 draft because it's easy to hide those guys in a bullpen, um, especially if you're a bad team that's not planning on competing anyway. Uh, and so I could see Spitzbarth get, being taken by a bad team. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, he's 25 years old too, so it's not like he's a, a top prospect that a team would really be getting a steal. Um, but if, if the Dodgers decided that they did want to protect a fourth or even a fifth guy, uh, there are some options on their 40-man roster to uh, to remove from the 40-man roster. One guy who jumps out at me is uh, Scott Alexander, who we talked about last week. He's, uh, n- now that pitchers have to face three batters, and he can't face right-handers, and so uh, it's hard to see him having a spot with the Dodgers. I don't know if he's the kind of guy who they would just just drop off the roster. 
Um, you know, maybe they try to try to drop him off, ex- hoping that no other team would pick him up right now when everybody's having 40-man roster crunch stuff for the Rule 5. But uh, Scott Alexander is a really big candidate for me if they did decide they needed another 40-man spot. Um, but even if they don't, you know, as the offseason goes on, if they sign a free agent or two, I think Scott Alexander's days are numbered one way or the other. Yeah, Alexander's a main one. Um, you know, guys like JT Shagwa, who has been in the majors, might get picked up by another team, but, you know, realistically, not probably in the long-term plans. Um, you got Casey Sadler, who came in and did well last year, but again, and you know, he's not an elite arm that's kind of built for the future of the team. He's kind of what he is already. The only other one I could see is Dennis Santana, who had some issues um, last year. I I think he left a game and just left the whole stadium at one point. Um, He's the guy, you know, the arm talent is probably there, but everything else hasn't really caught up. Um, You know, so those were three other guys that might, you know, and even Tyler White, who we've talked about before, could be a potential guy. But I don't think any of those guys really for – this next rule five draft maybe one uh, but like i said if they sign other guys other free agents those are definitely some other names that could be coming off the 40 man yeah absolutely all right i think that wraps up this conversation we'll come back and talk about pro athletes rooting for other teams so keep it locked on dodgers all right i'm going to take it back to the salt and pepper days and uh let's talk about sex for some of you that may have been around the time where your glory days were for some of you you might not even know who salt and pepper is But regardless of all that, I'm here to tell you how you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like Dodger blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works, and you can take it whenever with whatever's in your stomach, whatever's going on in your life. It's chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready whenever the mood hits. Uh, this isn't for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra boost in the bedroom. It's like a little adrenaline rush. Like if you're on the mound uh, in Game 7 of the World Series and you know the crowd's going crazy and you get that extra adrenaline rush, that's what it's like. And it's easy. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No weird doctor's visits, no talking about your sex life, no waiting in the pharmacy and maybe seeing somebody you know from high school. None of that awkwardness. It's all made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for all you listeners. You can go to BlueChew.com, get your first shipment free with the promo code MLB. All you have to do is pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Dodgers. Okay, let's do our obscure former Dodger, shall we, Vince? Let's do it. All right. Uh, today's obscure former Dodger is a guy. I was thinking about the Dodgers from the seventies. Um, you know that you had the the nineteen seventy four Dodgers was a good team. So I just looked at those. Um, and there's a guy who was a rookie on that team, only pitched a few games for the Dodgers that year. Uh, this guy is about two or three months younger than my parents. Um, and he was still pitching when I was, uh, when I was aware of baseball, like I, I knew he pitched for the Dodgers at some point, but he was long gone from the Dodgers by the time, uh, I was around. Uh, 
His name is Rick Roden. Are you familiar with Rick Roden at all, Vince? I've heard the name. I'm not sure why, but I'm sure it'll come up right now when you talk about it. Yeah, so Rick Roden, uh, one thing about him, he was a pretty good hitter for a pitcher. Uh, he had nine career home runs, uh, had a 238 career batting average, which is pretty decent for a pitcher. Um, but uh, he was so such a good hitter that he actually, this is uh, the thing I associate with him in my mind the most. On June 11th, 1988, uh, Rick Roden actually was the DH for the Yankees in a game. Uh, he did not, he wasn't pitching in the game. He was just the DH. Uh, and he went 0 for 1. He, he grounded out in the bottom of the third, leading off the bottom of the third. And then in the bottom of the fourth, he hit an RBI sack fly to score Jay Buhner, young Yankees Jay Buhner. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's what I think of when I think of Rick Roden is DHing for the Yankees. It's the only time I've seen in person a pitcher playing DH. I guess, I think the Giants had Bumgarner DH in American League Park recently, didn't they? Maybe. Um, I think he pinch. He definitely pinch hits, but I know he's pinch hit. Didn't he? I feel like he DH'd and he hit what should have been a fly out to right, and it went off the right fielder's glove, and the scorekeeper gave him a double for it, and so people use that as more evidence that Baumgartner's a good hitter, even though he's not. So, uh, but yeah, so that's Rick Roden, our obscure former Dodger of the day. Uh, so we're gonna talk about pro athletes rooting for teams in other sports uh vince why don't you lay out this conversation for us yeah so you know i've always thought about how if i was a professional athlete and i was drafted to a team in another city not los angeles you know you see the guys throughout the first pitch wearing the jerseys going to the games wearing the jerseys rooting the teams on and it just got me thinking like would i do that like let's just say i was a basketball player or a football player and i got drafted to a team in the bay like would I wear a Giants jersey? I don't think so, uh, unless it's you know specifically stipulated in my contract. I would wear you know generic clothes and a hat if they wanted me to throw out the first pitch, but definitely not wearing a jersey. And uh, we saw in the playoffs, Rick, uh, not Rick, James Harden and Russell Westbrook both were at the Astros game wearing Astros gear, and they're both from LA. And, you know, if you're from L.A. and you're wearing Astros gear, this was before all this stuff happened, even more so now in the future. But uh, I just can't see myself doing that unless it was legally stipulated in my contract. And I don't think that's legally stipulated in contracts. So I was just wondering, Jeff, how you would feel about that uh, if you were playing a different professional sport, not baseball, got drafted to a team in another city. Would it matter the city? Would it matter the team? Would it not matter at all staying loyal to the Dodgers? What do you, what would you do? Um, you, you know, I, I wonder if this is different for, it would depend on how passionate I was about, you know, it, me, how I feel about the Dodgers right now. Um, you know, I guess when I look at it, I, I, it's hard to picture it happening because if I, baseball is the only sport I'm passionate about. So I can't imagine playing professionally in a different sport, you know? Um, and, and, and maybe that's, uh, selection bias or whatever. Maybe, maybe this doesn't come up much because usually the, uh, this, the sport you're most passionate about is the sport you play. Uh, and so, you know, maybe, maybe it's not too hard for guys to, uh, 
they don't have such strong loyalties that it bothers them to put on an opposing hat. Uh, you know, what, what, what I think of growing up, I was a Lakers fan to the extent that I cared about basketball. Um, but now living in Utah the last 25 years, uh, I, I go to not a lot of jazz games. I sometimes go to jazz games. And uh, I think if I went to a jazz Lakers game here in Salt Lake, I would probably root for the jazz at this point. Um, but again, it's something that I'm not super passionate about. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely could never, I could never put on a Giants jersey and hat uh, deliberately. Um, I, I wore a Giants hat sometimes a few years ago because my son was on the Giants, and so I was supporting my son. But beyond that, I don't think I could actually put on a hat of the actual San Francisco Giants. Uh, but if it was a team like the mm, the Rays, you know, who that I don't care one way or the other about, I could see, you know, if I was playing for the Tampa Bay Lightning and uh, they wanted me to throw out the first pitch at a Rays game, sure, I'll throw on a Rays jersey, I guess. Yeah, yeah, probably, the, you know, the lesser of the team, probably not. Uh, yeah, I remember coaching my brother's team. He was the Yankees, and I didn't wear a Yankees hat. I just wore a generic, uh, I don't even remember what hat I wore, but. I wouldn't even touch a Yankees hat either. So I've always made concessions for that kind of stuff. And even with me, with you know, all my hats, I've always made a rule. No NL West, no Yankees, no Angels. Um, now no Astros, no Cardinals. And I think that's it just because, you know, those are teams that I don't like. But um, it's just always weird to me how, like, you know, we see guys that, like Jock Peterson's from the Bay, but he goes to a lot of, he goes to the Laker games. He's been a, LAFC games and wearing that kind of jersey and uh, I feel like the Bay in LA is a little different other unless you're like a Niner Raider fan just because they're football's a little different because LA didn't have a team for a long time but um yeah I don't know if I could wear I guess yeah the Rays is a good example of I guess a team I don't care about enough to not have to wear a jersey but I definitely wouldn't be like over exuberant about it yeah yeah, and, you know, other sports, I mean, if I was a professional baseball player and they wanted me to put on a, you know, a Minnesota Vikings jersey or a, uh, I can't think of a basketball team that's uh, a Portland Trailblazers, I guess Portland doesn't have a major league team, so that one doesn't work. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. I don't care enough about the other sports that I, it wouldn't bother me too much. Um, it's, it's funny you mentioned the, you know, the Little League stuff. I never played for the Dodgers growing up. I was on the Reds and then the Braves and the Pirates and the Angels and then the Padres and then the Cardinals. But I never really thought twice about it. Like it wasn't, these were like, in my mind, it was always, okay, this is my little league uniform and it has no connection to the major league team. And so it didn't bother me. Um, the fact that I played for the two other Southern California teams, but never the Dodgers never never really i never even really thought about it much yeah i mean when i was a kid i didn't think about it well we were usually the mariners after a certain point uh that kind of became my second team because of griffey and because uh you know every eight team in southern california all the coaches want to be the you know dodgers or or the pirates from where i'm from because san pedro's the pirates but uh yeah but when i coached I coached. Actually, I think I did wear Padres gear, but I was like 13 at the time when I coached my brother's team. Um, but, you know, the Padres are – the only reason I don't wear them is because they're in the division. Other than that, I would probably never care about the Padres. Um, yeah. But, yeah. 
17. I had a friend in high school who actually was a Yankees fan because he played for the Yankees in Little League. He, I mean, he grew up in Diamond Bar and then moved to Elsinore, and, but he was a Yankees fan because he was on the Yankees when he was seven years old or something. His mom is a diehard Dodger fan. She and I used to talk Dodgers, and he's still to this day, he's 42 years old, and he's a Yankee fan because he was on the Yankees when he was like seven. And uh, Gary Samuelson, if you're listening to this, you're a moron. <laughs> I can respect loyalty, I guess. Eh, not that kind of loyalty. That's dumb. Uh, but Gary's a good guy in other ways. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, LeBron is a Yankees fan. Bryce Harper's a Yankees fan. You'd see him in Yankee hats sometimes uh, growing up. That 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 would be the really hard one. My son has actually, you know, my son's a decent ball player, and you know, chances are he's not going to end up playing professionally. But uh, he actually came to me a year or two ago. And he's like, Dad, what if I? What if I am good enough and I get drafted, but it's the Giants that draft me? And I said, I will love you and support you, and I will root for you. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, he's he's actually worried. He's like, I don't want to be on the Giants. I hate the Giants. So at least I'm raising them right. Yeah, they know, they know the deal. Yep. Uh, any final thoughts on this? No. Um, yeah, good thing I wasn't a professional player. I didn't have to worry about any of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> may, maybe maybe that is uh, maybe there's something to that. The reason we didn't make the big leagues in any sport is because we couldn't handle it emotionally. Yeah, that's so, all I'm gonna go with. Yeah, uh, but we are interested in listening and hearing your opinions. If any of you have thoughts on on this topic, you know, tweet at us or whatever, uh, and let us know. So thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, We'll probably talk a little bit about what the Dodgers ended up doing, uh, update you on the 40-man roster Rule 5 stuff, uh, especially if there's any surprises. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you have Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use it, please subscribe there to help other people find us. Uh, tell your friends, rate and review us on iTunes, all that stuff. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnDodgers. You can follow Vince on Twitter at, at VinceSemperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text anytime at 323-863-LOCK, L-O-C-K. And what was that? Five, five, six, two, five, or? Five, I know it was six, a 56 and a 25. Yeah, and that five, five, six, two, five, yeah. Yeah, Adam Kaleric, David Freeze. So uh, we are here every weekday morning. We hope you will be here with us. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all hard, all hard and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles. Your Los Angeles. Our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.